You. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to Yes, hello, it's Thursday, and it's May 24th. How are you? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, now, there. This, this, may, uh, this may again be a gigantic surprise to you, uh, but there are three things that I think you need to know. I know. Oh, by the way, before I even get started that, you may need to know this. Uh, this is the. I'm anticipating lots of mistakes because this is the first time Michael Goodrich is uh, is running. Is the first time you're doing this show since you've had the medical uh, situation, right? Yeah. Oh, good. There you go. He's a man of few words. Uh, it's good. So again, we're going to put a lot of pressure on Michael Goodrich. Anytime you hear an actual mistake, uh, we're going to call. We're going to stop everything we're doing because you enjoy this. We're going to call Michael out and we're going to mock him like people have never been mocked before, right? called tough love exactly like this should motivate you to not make mistakes right right no no maybe you're a jerk Look anyway it, it works for kids in sports when they mess up you berate them until they do it 10 times better and you do that so they know how to deal with adversity in life they don't just you know that way something bad happens Yes. It'll it'll be okay or they, something, right? And they it's, hold it in and they internalize that, their failures. And um, is that what is that what happens? D, they become DJ. Is oh, so, what? Well, no, oh, <laughs> producers of the thank show. you very 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 much. All Are right, you uh, angry today? Three. We got to do three things. Okay, it's very 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 important. Three things that I think uh, you need uh, to know. Number one, um. Apparently, it didn't take that long. You see, this is something that I think would be a big deal. Again, if Obama did this, it'd be the lead story, right? Uh, this is, I, I just happened to see this from Bloomberg. U.S. leapfrogs Singapore, Hong Kong to win world's most competitive economy. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Remember when it was like the new normal? The new normal to, uh, to think that we're going to suck for a while. Remember that? We were in fourth. Yeah, it's uh, apparently we're, we're number one now. Uh, faster growth propels America to top for first time since 2015. But Obama was president in 2015. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just listen. Just saying. Uh, just saying. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, there is going to be a big meeting, a couple of big meetings today couple of big meetings per, uh, from the Department of Justice. Uh, at about 9 a.m. our time, there will be a meeting with Devin Nunez, Trey Gowdy, John Kelly, Rod Rosenstein, Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, and Dan Coates, the head of the, uh, the DNI. They're going to hopefully get everything um, when it comes to the FBI investigation, the sources, why the Trump investigation started. They want to see the names. They want to know the reasons. That's the first meeting. Second meeting at 11 a.m. our time, 2 p.m. Eastern, will be all those people except for Devin Nunez, plus uh, de- other Democrats and Republicans, including Schumer, Mark Warner, uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan. So they're all going to be briefed, apparently, we think, 
on what was normally the redacted stuff about this whole uh, this whole investigation into Russia and Trump and who was spying and who wasn't. This is a, this could be an incredible day. Could be an incredible day. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know: Tucson Unified School District. Uh, the superintendent Trujillo has kowtowed and said, "Fine, every single dime that we're getting from the state, from everything else, will go to teacher raises, uh, certified other people raises, and staff raises." We're not going to spend one damn dime on school security and infrastructure. More, give me some more choir. More choir. There you go. Nothing. Nothing on that. Isn't that just special? Nothing. They're taking the whole security thing very seriously. You know, you could probably do it for a lot cheaper. I know what will insurance costs go up. I don't know. Um, but uh, why not again? Throw it out there to see what teachers would love to actually go through specialized training so they can actually be the people that provide the security. And I love what people say, well, you're turning your schools into a prison. You can't have that. You're, if you have armed teachers, like turning schools into a prison. I've never understood that because, I'm sorry, prison guards don't carry guns. They don't want to do that just in case they get beat up and... That's one. Two, it already is kind of like a prison. You can't leave the room unless you have permission. You can't just get up and walk around. Once that bell rings, there's nobody in that hallway without a pass. You can't just go do what you want. This whole stupid thing, it's going to be like a prison in there. You just don't understand it. Good. Tell the kid to sit down, shut up, and learn. You know what else is like a prison? This place, yes. I'm stuck in this damn box for four hours. You know, it's fun. Call it the fun box. Exactly. So give give me a break. I'm just, whatever. So stupid. So dumb. It's true. Don't mess with me on this. It's true. You know what's funny is that you just just told everybody you're only here for four hours and you leave. Well, no, in this. (laughs) First off, if I want to, I can do whatever the hell I want. Secondly... Uh, in talking to you in this box, because then I have to leave this box sometimes. I'm not gonna. I don't have to justify myself. Hey, you know, sometimes it's fun being in the box. You know, you know it's true. Is it true? I think so. You think so? Yeah. We'll let that one go. Most times. Uh huh. <clears throat> um. So that's just that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Excellent. 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 Um. By the way, there was some pretty big. Uh, I thought it was it was pretty good news. Let's do number uh, fifty real quick. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, I forgot to write the title. You know what the title was, though, right? Obviously. Trump. Well, yeah, that that too. Uh, this happened uh, this morning. It was at, it was on Fox and Friends this morning. Interview took place yesterday after his uh, Long Island uh, press conference, and again saying yes, these MS thirteen uh, gang members are animals, despite the fact when Nancy Pelosi and other people you know want to say, oh, they're human beings. Shut up. I mean, talk about again being out of touch. Uh, so anyway, I want you to I want you to hear uh, the president talking about border security again. He's making it real. He's making it real. He really is. Uh, about what is going to happen. I just want you to hear this. This is very big. Here we go. There's some legislation moving through so-called moderates in the House to get DACA back out there, get immigration going. It's not coming from leadership. That's the, have you, Mr. President, been watching this I take have, shape? I have. Well, Where you do actually, you stand? You actually have four different bills. Unless it includes a wall, and, a, and I mean a wall, a real wall, and unless it includes very strong border security, there'll be no approvals for me because I have to either approve it or not. Uh, there are bills going through. Mm. I'm watching one or two of them. Uh, we'll see what happens. 
There will be no more funding unless there is the money for the wall. Yep, that's, I mean, I thought that was a big statement. The more that he says it, I mean, he, he means it. It's real. It's real. Nothing is going to happen. It's real. So I thought that was kind of a big deal. Listen, there's like 92 things I think you need to know. Now, he said it in the past. He said it at that rally in Michigan a few weeks ago. We played that. He's going to shut down the government unless he gets the, um, uh, unle- unless he gets the, the funding that's needed to build the damn wall. And not like a little rinky-dink thing, but an actual big, beautiful wall. And we want him to do it, and I expect him to do it, and he better do it, and that's just the way it is. Right? It's just the way it is. Now, uh, let's go to the anti-Trump. I believe his name is Jeff Flake. And I think we should change his name to just simply Jeff Flake sucks. Any objections? This guy is such a nut. He said so many things. Do you know that he actually said, uh, he gave a speech. There's no video, which is amazing. There's a little bit of video. But I was looking for the whole thing, and I couldn't find it. I'm sure it'll get out there at some point. But I was looking for it yesterday afternoon, last night, this morning. And I found a small little clip. Um, But Jeff Flake sucks. And he gave the commencement speech to Harvard Law. Why would they invite Jeff Flake in? He's he's a he's a Republican, right? He's a conservative. Why would they? Flake delivers a, a class day speech, the twenty eighteen yeah Harvard Law School class day whatever. So why why would they invite this guy in? Because he hates Trump, and he did not turn them down. He did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. As a matter of fact, um, he actually. Well, well, we'll play some for you. Play the one clip that we have. No, no, it's it's uh, it's gonna. We're, let's play number fifty six first. This is just a little piece of what Jeff Flake had to say. He did not hold back. Uh, Jeff Flake at uh, Harvard uh, at their uh, their their class speech, talking to the graduates. Listen to this. Our presidency has been debased by a figure who seemingly has. A bottomless appetite for destruction and division. Wow. And only a passing familiarity with how the Constitution works. Pause it. And our Article 1. Couldn't he say the same thing about Obama since Obama went in there and just, you know, got rid of Gaddafi and then that went to hell with ISIS taking over and he didn't understand how the Constitution works because he enacted DACA and he did a lot of other unconstitutional actions, the gun running fast and furious. I mean, what do you want to do? But no, no, Jeff Flake was silent as hell on that. But he hates Trump. This Again, he's got, it's an unhealthy obsession. There are literally, he's got some mental problems. Some major mental problems. Jeff Flake sucks, has some major mental problems. Let's continue. And our Article One branch of government, the Congress, that's me, is utterly supine in the, visit, in the uh, face of the moral vandalism that flows from the White House daily. Moral vandalism. He said, Our leadership is not good, but it probably can't get much worse. This is it. If you've been wondering what the bottom looks like, this is what it looks like when you stress test all of the institutions that undergird our constitutional democracy at the same time. Yep. Yep. He just went on and on and on and on. 
He, he said, how do, how do we arrive? How did we arrive at a moment of such peril? We're in a president of the United States publicly threatens on Fox and Friends, historians will note, to interfere in the admission. Because he says it because he won't go on that show, but he goes on CNN a lot. We have sound bites. Uh, to interfere in the administration of justice, all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. How did this happen? How did this happen? Just this week, the president, offering an outlandish rationale, ordered an investigation into the investigation of the Russian attack on our electoral process. Not to defend the country against further attacks, mind you, but to defend himself. Ordering investigations is not a legitimate use of presidential power. So shouldn't you be mad at Obama for ordering the investigation into Trump, this spying? Oh, man. You know what? He was actually asked about this, about some of these sound bites, what he thought about the FBI. Is the FBI spying on Trump? Wait till you what do you what does he think of Robert Mueller? Wait till you hear Jeff Flake's answers on that. Oh, they are friggin' buttes, Clark. I mean, they are they're solid. They are uh, they are so 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 good. Wait until you hear these incredible stuff. Uh, we're gonna get to it coming up in about four minutes. Don't go. I mean, we're gonna get back, Good Richard. We get back. Don't mess up already. It's the first segment, Goodrich. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, we will continue in four. Wait till you hear these. And by the way, 710 this morning, uh, maybe the craziest ideas that the Democrats have had to get reelected. The, may, maybe the craziest ones. Uh, this, this is one for the record books. It's just so funny. We'll get to that coming up. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. Yeah, exactly. That's one Goodrich. Hey, Garrett Lewis with you, 629. Goodrich missed this. How could you be so mean? Goodrich likes mean. That's what you don't understand. He is mean. I've looked into the eyes of Michael Goodrich. Pure evil. Anyway. And he's hungry. Always. Which I can't blame him. Where there's free food, there's Michael Goodrich. 66 degrees outside right now, 97 and sunny today. Uh, which is generally my disposition. See, last, yesterday they said by next Wednesday, triple digits. Now only 99. Next Saturday, they call for 104. This Saturday, 96. 94 on uh, Sunday, Memorial Day, 96. Not bad. Not bad for this time of the year. Unless, I mean, who knows? I can't remember what it was like last year. All I know is it's worse because you drive a car. Um, let's play uh, just a little Jeff Flake real quick. This is this is, uh, this is is just epic, epic, epic stuff right here. Um Right. Uh, where do I hang on? Oops, right here. My sorry. I lost. I lost my train of thought. I lost my prep for just a second. Uh, first off, on Robert Mueller, fifty-one. You know exactly where Jeff Flake is coming from when he's asked about Robert Mueller. This is what he says. So that's number two, Goodrich. Bring it back to the beginning. Uh, right, beginning. There you go. I just know that uh, Mueller is a professional. He's doing things uh, methodically as he should, and uh, I trust him. Now let's go to the uh, spying. Of course, it, I trust him. I trust the guy. 53, real quick, 53. Uh, Jeff Flake asked about uh, the the claims of spying and stuff like that. Listen to this. Here we go. But I, I've seen no evidence that there is spying on the <laughs> Trump campaign. Uh, it's just uh, simply the FBI following leads on uh, uh. was Russia involved or not. And I think it was appropriate from what I've seen. Wow. It is following leads. Of course, it'd be normal if the FBI was like, uh, listen, Mr. Trump, 
we have uh, suspicions that uh, the Russians may be trying to infiltrate your campaign. Please have you and your people look out for that. But they never said that. Instead, they spied. Spied, Jeff. Jeff Flake, who sucks. Uh, They spied. You know who else said they spied? Uh, James Clapper and also Jim Comey. I read you the tweet. Twenty. It was 24 hours ago. James Comey writes, facts matter. The FBI's use of confidential human sources, the actual term, it's, it's a spy, is tightly regulated and essential to protecting the country. He didn't deny it. He even says it. Stupid Jeff Flake. Uh, one more. Let's go back. Uh, this is great. 52. Um, Wolf Blitzer basically asked him, is it wrong? Is it, you know, what, what's your reaction to the president saying not just deep state now, but criminal deep state? Listen to this. What do you think uh, when the president uses oh, the phrase criminal deep state? Well, I think that that is completely unfair. It's and, unfair. Uh, it's not good to sully our institutions like that without proof. It's completely unfair. I mean, it's... Eh. All these texts, the text we talked about yesterday, Peter Stroke and Lisa Page going back and forth where Stroke came out of a meeting and he said the the White House is now running this investigation, which was the spy, the spying on Trump. Yeah, get the, the guy literally needs to, does he need to get checked out? Because he's got this crazy obsession with Trump, won't stop uh, uh, t- talking about Trump and how he's the worst thing ever and everything else, never acknowledges the good things that are actually happening, only the bad because he hates him so much. It's just... The visceral hatred inside the heart of Jeff Flake. Uh, And then ignoring reality of the spying that actually happened. And somehow it's bad to say something about the criminal deep state, which actually exists, right? Actually exists. Yeah. 633. Uh, There's a lot more we need to get to. You know what we'll do, though, coming up? uh, Because in the next hour, we'll get to probably about 740. uh, The the sound bites of a, a big time expert who was uh, basically says, damn right Obama knew about this stuff. Uh, also a member of the Trump ca- Trump campaign who says that I told the Mueller team about the Russians, uh, people trying to spy, the spies in our campaign, wanting stuff from us. We'll get to that too. That's at 740, The latest uh, stupid idea from Democrats trying to get your vote in 2020. However, coming up in five, the this is just the best. The latest details on Tucson schools. Not spending one dime on security. All the money going to the raises. Raises to the teachers. That's what, so, and that, that's what it's supposed to be. Is that okay for teachers? Is that okay for students? Parents, are you okay with that? They're not going to do anything to try to, to secure the schools? No, no extra anything. We'll get to that coming up right now. Here's Fox. Getting to work and realizing you know more than everyone else feels good. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, happens to me every day. But it's not just work. Anyway, 640. Hi, it's Thursday. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Three things that I think you need to know. There is a uh, number one there. I mean, this is this is kind of a huge thing, I think, at least. Uh... America has leapfrogged Singapore, Hong Kong to win the world's most competitive economy. Am I making too big of a deal about that? It took not even a year and a half of uh, normal common sense stuff, getting rid of stupid regulations, you name it. And now we're number one again, right? Number one. Huh, interesting. Second thing that I think you need to know 
Uh, there is a big time meeting that is going to take place today. Two of them, actually. Two of them. Um, the White House is going to host one meeting at about 11 a.m. local time, or sorry, 9 a.m. local time, with uh, nothing but Republicans. Devin Nunez, Trey Gowdy, some others. All about the uh, about the FBI informant, the FBI spy. There'll be names. They're going to get their hands on, I, I believe it's unredacted uh, information. And then after that, because there was pressure, next thing you know, at about uh, 11 a.m. our time, 2 p.m. Eastern, there'll be a bipartisan meeting with like Schumer and Mark Warner and uh, McConnell and Ryan. And they're going to get briefed on the um, the confidential intelligence source, the spy in the Russia investigation as well. This is a big day. Big day. There's been fighting over who this spy is, accusations, this, that, blah, blah. So the White House is like, we're going to lay it out for you. Third thing I think you need to know where you get into this right now, uh, TUSD, under pressure, the uh, superintendent, Trujillo, has said, all right, uh, and, and the governing board as well, by the way, we'll give the teachers all the money. The pay raises is going to go to teachers, staff, uh, you name it like that, but there will be no extra money on school safety or repairs. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, uh, TUSD, just like any other school district, can just make a call to the NRA and get a free security assessment. Not that hard. Uh, TUSD is not going to do any security upgrades whatsoever. That make you feel good? Listen, shootings, they're terrible. We just had one in, in uh, Santa Fe, Texas. Um, they are rare. They make you feel the media makes you feel like they happen all over all over the place all the time. One is too many. I'm not downplaying it, but um, wouldn't you like it if there was a bit more security? Now, without having to spend a gazillion dollars, if all of a sudden schools don't become gun free zones, I believe that you wouldn't have nearly as many people thinking I can go shoot up that place. I mean, look at look at last uh, last week that Santa Fe Texas shooter said he planned on committing suicide. After he shot the people, but he didn't have the guts to do it. He didn't have the guts to do it. He got too scared. What if he would have known that there could have been people in that Texas school with firearms ready to shoot back at him? Do you think that may have deterred him? He didn't. He was too scared after shooting everybody else to commit suicide. Maybe he'd have been too scared to go in there and take a bullet for himself. I don't. You, you just never know. But there are school districts in 18 states that do this stuff. Anyway. The TUSD school board voted to spend over $15 million on salary increases for all employees, teachers and certified staff workers receiving a flat $3,000 raise, all other, and you know, good, good, right? That's what you want. You, what, now we expect better work. I mean, look, you get what you pay for. We want teachers to stay. I get it. All right, you got it. Let's go. All other employees are going to get an increase between uh, 2 and 4%. Uh, it says here in the local paper, plan spends every penny the district expects to receive from the state and $200,000 more. Um, the superintendent, Trujillo, said, I want to be very clear with the community. This leaves us with absolutely a zero balance to handle anything with deferred maintenance, anything with transportation, anything with technology. Right? School safety is going to suffer as well. With the focus... On making sure all of our money will be put into salaries, I have concerns in these three areas of crisis readiness, student support services, and security infrastructure. I remain concerned about our ability to really aggressively act in the area of school safety. What's plan B then? What's plan B? 
Anything? He wanted to use $3.9 million in the new money for school safety and repair projects and use the increased basic state aid of $11.3 million for raises. But Doug Ducey called him out. Mark Stegman on the school board, a.k.a. Prince Valium, he said that, uh, listen, nothing's binding here, but we're going to face some political payback if we don't follow what the whole intention was, which was to give raises. Now, this this is the best part right here. It says here in the local paper, board members struggled with the question of what Red for Ed actually accomplished. What what did it actually accomplish? Do you have any idea? I guess teachers got raises. That was the whole point. And when we said it's all about raises, we were told by the teachers, no, it's not. It's not about raises. It's about textbooks and stuff, pencils. I thought it was about raises. But board members struggled with the question of what Red for Ed actually accomplished and what portion of the new state funding was a direct result of the movement and therefore should be put into salaries. Hmm. Now, either there are teachers that are like, man, those board members are stupid as hell if they don't know what it actually accomplished. Because I think it accomplished getting the teachers a raise. It did. If they didn't do that, they wouldn't have gotten the raise. So it accomplished that. But what else? But that's because the move, the movement was hijacked from the beginning by the far-left leaders. Right? Um, now, other school districts. They have in this story other school districts. Um... Oh, I love this. Hang on. Really quick, more on Tucson. Trujillo blamed cuts, the cuts on the governor's shifting rhetoric about what the district additional assistance should be used for. So that's what it is. You know, he's upset that everything, all these things, uh, he wanted to add new counselors, new social workers. Of course, why not? To rein in discipline problems by providing more drug and alcohol awareness training. Conflict mediation. Support groups. You know, has anybody actually asked the teachers what the main problems are and what they think can be done to fix it. What can any anybody ask the teachers that? And if you're a teacher, I mean, what what would you want? Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. What would you want to actually be done? I mean, you have discipline problems. Would it be nice to have like a couple of bouncers that just go around and grab the troubled kids out of class so you can teach the good ones, and then you throw these dirtbag kids in a room? And if you don't want to learn, you don't want to learn. You try your best, but that's just the way it is. Anybody ask the teachers? Marana School spent almost all of its $5.6 million on raises. 10% raises uh, for teachers and support staff to their base salaries. So you have that, right? Now, um, I believe where was, I could have sworn there was going to be fencing built. And that always cracks me up, right? Let me let me see the part where there's fence, right? Ah, uh, yes. This this is uh, this is the good stuff. So uh, in Tucson, this is what it was. The district additional assistance money had had also already been earmarked for school fencing, fencing. And I, how can you be against a border wall if you want fencing at the same time? Am I right or am I right? So I'd love to ask Trujillo that. No, you want you want fencing why to keep bad people out? To keep people that aren't supposed to be there out? I wonder if uh, good old Superintendent Trujillo would actually be in favor of a border wall then. I really think it's an actual important question. So anyway, you have all that stuff uh, right there. TUSD was going to do fencing, and now they're not going to do fencing. Um, And the irony is just thick. It's just thick.
So anyway, uh, that that's what's going on in the biggest school district right there. Um, Vail, they already gave the teachers a raise. They're given another 10% raise in their base salary. Uh, 3.6 million the state gave them for teacher raises was for a more narrow definition of a teacher. So anyway, it wasn't for all teachers. It was for what they defined as a teacher, which I, I that that is what needs to happen. Because remember, they said educators, like a janitor is an educator, a lunch lady is an, they're not educators. They're janitors and lunch ladies. It's just the way it is. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. John, welcome to KNST. Hello. I need a phone, Goodrich. Phone. Hang on, John. Hello, John. Welcome. <laughs> Number three, you know, Goodrich. He's always pulled this stunt. Uh, back in the mid-90s, there was a bond that was passed. And, uh, and I have a friend that was a teacher, and um, before you used to get free chalk, free paper, free everything to take care of the kids and stuff. And then after the bond was passed, all, literally within a month, nothing was free ever. Everything had to come out of the teacher's pocket. And then the funny part was they took that money that was supposed to be for the teachers. I remember this commercial 25 years ago. And then, and then what they did was, they put a air conditioning units on one in one school. They put new chain link fence on another school. They read the, did the parking lot on another school. And the irony is, a lot of those schools that they did all this stuff on are the schools they closed down 10, 15 years later. Really? And, so, so wait yeah, a second. What, what was the what was the money again supposed to be used for? Was it supposed to be just was, raises? It was like some bond initiative that was passed right. like in '94. Okay. And and one of the things was is money for teachers. And TUSD always does that. They are too big. You know, they never cut at the top. You know, you, when you go to 1010, you see a lot of PhDs with six-figure salaries not teaching one kid. But somehow, when the money gets, finally gets to the district, it never finals down to the teachers. They'll give it to the crossing guards. They'll, you know, they'll give it to well, the Well, but this one, hey, listen, man, this one, they're giving every single penny to the teachers. Yeah, but you know darn well, and the minute when this passed, uh, when uh, the Deuce uh, signed it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the first thing in the news report was, it's up to the districts. And when when I heard that, but I that's knew okay darn though. Well, yeah, but that that. But but no, dude. I mean, here's the thing. It, again, every penny is. It didn't. The superintendent didn't want it to be going to the teachers. He wanted to use it for other stuff, which I thought was was ridiculous. But now they're giving do. it. But now they're giving it to the teachers. They stay, and and he's pissed about it. But the board overruled him and said, nope, you got to give it all to the teachers. That's what it Because let's face it, you know, he could say they need all this stuff and they do. But the whole point is that they don't have enough teachers. You know, he wanted to give it also to other support staff and to anybody, anybody that works in the school. But they're not short on those people. They're short on teachers. Well, you know, let me let me give you an, uh, maybe an approach that no one's really thought about. You know what they got to do? And this is this has been talked about since the early 90s. TUSD needs to be broken up. You need an East District, you need a South District, you need a Central District, you need a West District. QSD is too big. Um, there's just way too many ways. And, and you know, I, I really hope the teachers get something what they thought they were going to get. But I, I would say my, our biggest problem is QSD is too dang big. Well, you know, and thank you very much. I think there's a lot of problems. It's big. There's some bad parents. There's parents don't do their jobs. Teachers don't get enough. I, there's a lot of problems, man. And, you know, it comes down to the family unit. And I sound like an old fogey now when I say that, but it's true. If a mom and a dad aren't there to make sure that the kid does the work, what the hell's the point, right? Uh, we'll continue on this. There's breaking news right now. The White House has pulled out of the North Korean summit. They have pulled out of the North Korean summit. Um, the Trumpster has written a letter to Kim Jong-un about this. 
Uh, and I'll get that to you coming back. 653, it's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Yes. Hello. What's going on? It's 707. It's your morning ritual on this Thursday. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, breaking news. Uh, and you know what? We need to bring up the audio real quick. Uh, the president has pulled out of the North Six Korean summit. Let's hear Mike Pompeo. Hearing. Hang on. Uh, in just a month, uh, again, on. I want to commend you on an energetic and forceful start to ah. your tenure. Wait. We held a budget hearing ah, each year. That. And that's I think we just missed it. Mike Pompeo was uh, just just speaking, saying that the Singapore summit will not take place. That's the first thing I think you need to know. The the North Koreans apparently were making comments about Mike Pence, and it made Trump mad, and he wrote a letter. We'll get to that in just a second. So no June 12th summit between Kim Jong-un and Trump, and of course the South Korean leader, I'm assuming, as well. Not happening. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, there's going to be a big meeting today, though. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Every day there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the FBI informant story. Holy smokes. Apparently, uh, there'll be a meeting uh, today with just Republicans. The Trump administration is going to brief a bipartisan group of lawmakers. That'll be the second meeting, the first one. It's going to be about um, confidential intelligence source and the Russia investigation. They're going to get briefings on that. Um, Devin Nunez, Trey Gowdy, they're going to get that. And after that, there's going to be another meeting with the Gang of Eight, McConnell, Ryan, Schumer, uh, Warner, and some others. Dems and Republicans, where they're going to be briefed about the confidential intelligence source, the spy that was uh, in the Trump campaign put there out, we know, by the Obama administration, the Obama White House. We know it was there. We know it was there. So they're going to have some pretty big meetings. We don't know what information is going to come out, but it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal right there. Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, the TUSD governing board basically overruled the superintendent and said, we're going to spend every penny that we get from the state and all this extra funding on raises for teachers and uh, other school employees, not for infrastructure or security and things like that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, just this letter that the president wrote, he wrote a letter to Kim Jong-un saying we're out, basically, right? Uh, we're out, that's the way it is. I put it on my Facebook page, put it on my um, uh, Twitter account, at Garrett Lewis there. Uh, the letter, again, this is really interesting. I mean, you, you go, these are, you know, you have one dictator, he's in charge of his country, you have the President of the United States, of course, in charge of our country, and how do they communicate? Like, what happens? Like, how does this really work? Writes a letter. The last paragraph, if you change your mind, this is Trump to Kim Jong-un, if you change your mind, having to do with this most important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. What happens there? Do you think that Kim Jong-un has like a, a number? I mean, I know Mike Pompeo met him, Secretary of State. I think he's got some kind of a number to the White House where he's like, hey, this is Kim. I need to talk to Don. I mean, just, it's crazy. Anyway, Trump writes, the world in North Korea in particular has lost a great opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is truly a, uh, is a truly sad moment in history. Um, anyway, he uh, canceled it. He said, uh, Trump wrote, we were informed the meeting was requested by North Korea, but that to us is totally irrelevant. I was very much looking forward to being there with you. 
Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement, I feel it is inappropriate at this time to have this long-planned meeting. What was said? Well, Mike Pence, throw me up over there if you do not mind. Mike Pence uh, said this on Fox News a couple days ago, and John Bolton said something similar. Listen to this. Here we go. There was some talk about the Libyan model last week. And, um, you know, as the president made clear, um, you know, this... uh, this will only end like the Libyan model ended if Kim Jong-un doesn't make a deal. Right? So you have that. And uh, you, th- you throw me down if you don't mind. Um, so you're going to, I predict you're going to have the haters out there, right? Say, this is what happens. You have amateur hour. You know, you have Trump's influence over Pence. These wild statements. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. How many times has North Korea threatened America? How many times have they said all kinds of crazy things, firing off missiles, calling us names, everything? Get out of here. Um, let me just tell you what has happened, though. Without meeting Kim Jong-un, the Don got three hostages released, right? Three hostages released. Reports, North Korea dismantled a nuclear site, Right? He dismantled it. I think blew it up, actually. I was trying to be nice. Well, all this we do is win, win, win. There you go. All this without even having a meeting. And by the way, we are 19 days before the, the actual meeting taking place, right? June 12th. I predict lots of things are going to change by June 12th. I bet, I bet this meeting actually does happen. Anyway, really quick, before we get to more, a senior North Korean official called Mike Pence stupid for the comment that you just heard. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Cho Sun Hui said the North would not beg for dialogue, warned of a nuclear showdown if diplomacy failed. Excuse, really? Nuclear showdown. Huh. Uh, Cho Son Hui is one of uh, Kim Jong-un's top aides. And analysts say her statement will have been sanctioned by the leader himself. The whole thing, it may end like Libya. may end like Libya. Um, she said in an article carried by the state news agency in North Korea, Mr. Pence had made unbridled and impudent, uh, impudent, impudent remarks. Excuse me. Uh, a person involved in U.S. affairs, I cannot suppress my surprise at such ignorant and stupid remarks gushing from the mouth of the U.S. vice president. Whether the U.S. will meet us at a meeting room or encounter us at nuclear-to-nuclear showdown is entirely dependent upon the decision and behavior of the United States. Huh. Meanwhile, North Korea is still going ahead dismantling its only nuclear testing facility later this week. A group of international journalists who have been invited to observe the event are on their way there. So it's it still may happen. So that that nuclear to nuclear showdown is the big thing right there. And the Don's like, we're not taking this crap, because let me just remind you of what he he said in this letter. You talk about nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. 
So the Don is saying, yeah, not so fast. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Don't you think this is part of the art of the deal and negotiations? Because the Don has said, I mean, we, we, I think we have the sound bites. Do we, I don't know if we just played. I think they might be in the system. Where the Don, when he was sitting down, maybe, or maybe it was just when he was sitting there with the South Korean leader. I don't know. Uh, but the Don has said in the no, I, I think we put the sound bites in. I was, I remember watching it, uh, where the Don said, "Yeah, um, if he doesn't meet with us, there may some bad things happening, right?" I believe, um, it, it was earlier in it was la, it was last week, I believe, or maybe it was Tuesday. Well, maybe it was la, anyway. There was a there was a statement. I'm trying to remember it because I was at home with my wife and I showed it to her at like nine o'clock at night when the kids finally went to bed. I was like, watch. This, uh, go down a little bit. I think you just, I think you just, you're going too quickly. Um, Libya, Mount Lot, plant, you know, no, do, do the one right above that. That's the one. This is what the Trumpster said last week, right? This is what we put in last week. Here we go. Listen to this. The model, if you look at that model with Gaddafi, that was a total decimation. We went in there to beat him. Now, that model would take place if we don't make a deal. Most likely. But if we make a deal, I think Kim Jong-un is going to be very, very happy. Did you hear that? Pause it. That model will take place. Go back. That model will take place if we don't make a deal. Listen. If we don't make a deal. Yep. If we don't make a deal, that model. Went in there to beat him. Now, that model would take place if we don't make a deal. I mean. Most likely. So he said. But if we make a deal. Bolton said something similar. So you had Trump, Bolton, and Pence basically puffing out their chests and saying this is what's going to happen. And then North Korea tried to act tough, right? They tried to act tough, and they, oh, that's it. We'll do nuclear to nuclear showdown. So the Don goes, all right, tell you what. I'm going to write you a letter. I'm going to cancel this summit. I don't like your tone. You guys know they were a lot stronger than you. We could take you out in a hot second. Literally. Yep, literally in a hot second. They don't want to. But you know what? You're going to call my bluff? Not like the other guys in the past. I'm not like Obama, not like Bush, not like Clinton. I'm not going to take this crap. I'm not going to get threatened by you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cancel the summit. And I'm pretty sure you remember what I said when I said if we don't make a deal. So I'm going to cancel the summit. I'm willing to bet very soon, maybe later today, maybe tomorrow, there's going to be communication, probably later today. We're not going to know about it. There'll be communication between North Korea and the Secretary of State. Because this dude doesn't want to get blown up. He doesn't want that to happen. And the Don's saying, I'm going to show you I'm serious. And we're going to see who's a good poker player and who's not a good poker player. And I predict there is going to be a, a summit. And I predict that Kim Jong-un is going to give up a lot of stuff. Give up everything. I think that's what's going to happen. What do you mean by everything? The nuclear stuff. Okay. Not be a jerk. Well, not be a threat. Yeah, okay. I just think the stuff that he has done, he might have to even give up. A, will he give up a little bit of power? I mean, it's not like the Middle East where it's a completely different mindset, where they don't really respect democracies. Um, they only value power. This is a, a flat-out dictator that uh, is is just starving his own people and doesn't they don't know what's going on they are they don't get the information that we get everything is controlled by the government there so 
maybe he'll give up. Not he'll still be the guy in charge. But if all of a sudden we can we can change that country to being more capitalistic, let's just say, right, where people can get jobs, they'll be more involved in trade, things like that. All of a sudden we open that up. That's one less threat in the world. I think it's a lot different. Dealing with North Korea and the North Korean people is going to be a lot different than dealing with people in Iraq. Right? That's what I think. We'll come back with uh, what you think. 880-KNST, 880-5678. But this is not over. This is is negotiation. This is the art of the deal. I think this is normal stuff, right? Normal stuff when it comes to that. We'll continue and get your reaction. You can email me, Garrett, at KNST.com, add Garrett Lewis on Twitter, Facebook. Hit me up with comments there as well. It is your morning ritual. We're back in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. But not only to a North Korean communist leader who has led a sheltered life, but who's been indoctrinated uh, by his culture into having quid pro quo or equal status with their opponents. Well, according to Pompeo, now, the- though, hang on. According to Pompeo, he said that, uh, that, that Kim Jong-un is very up on Western culture, watches all the news that we have. Exactly. So, but but, but 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 you just said that. But hang on a second. But you just said that uh, that he has led a sheltered life, and and you know that 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 kind of flies in the face of that. You. Well, what he says and what he is are two different things. He's mentally unbalanced for one thing. Well, but we you don't know tell that. Somebody, you're not. Too, you don't tell someone you're confronting with nuclear weapons that they're mentally unbalanced. Uh, I just, I'm stunned by the ignorance of this whole approach. Hmm. Now, Trump has made some great progress, but I, I can't help but think this is being sabotaged intentionally because it, it's either intentionally or based on ignorance. You know, it took two years, the last two years of the Korean War, more Americans died during peace negotiations at Panmunjom than during the first, than, than the rest of the war put together. And it's because. They didn't know how to, well, the, the North Koreans were being unreasonable. I mean, there was, there was arguments over how tall the flagpole should be, each the North Korean and American flagpole should be, or which one should be larger. Little trivia stuff like that where guys are dying in mass on Pork Chop Hill. Okay, well, let, 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 let's, stick, let's stick with this. Let's stick with this. Okay, yeah. Because, hang on, Kim Jong-un, uh, and you don't think this is part of negotiations. Look, Obama never called him crazy, and all he did was advance his nuclear program. Uh, Clinton paid him off, played his dad off to try to be nice, right, I agree. and 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 all they did was advance it. So at some point, you got to stand up to a bully, don't you? Yes, I do. So yes, you do. so but I don't understand. Once it's... the ball is rolling, you you use, put on your velvet gloves to to massage it right. to complete. Well, look, you don't think that Trump said he said great things? Well, I want to thank him so much for releasing our hostages. Oh, he's a great thing. Even in the letter, he right. said how great and nice he was. I, I, hope, I don't understand I what you. I, I don't understand. That, I, yeah, I hope that's what okay. happens. But right. yeah. you can't keep talking like telling him that telling your uh, do you know? that he's going to wind up like Gaddafi. How do you know? And, and expect some kick, some feedback, some some uh, kickback. You know, you can't keep saying that. How do you know? By the vice president. How do you know? Because uh, have you ever stood on the DMZ and watched these communists and how irrational they are? I got you. Listen, Mike, Mike, I appreciate it. I'm just running short on time. I got to go to a break. Thank you. But um, there's no talking to crazy. Trump was very nice. Trump said great things. Bolden said something a week and a half ago. Trump said that last week. 
Pence said it two days ago. Now, all of a sudden, they react? I mean, look, I, I get what you're saying. And, and maybe you're right. I, we don't know. We don't know if you're right. We don't know if I'm right. But the fact that the Trumpster is now in the power position, because we are the more powerful country, and he has made it clear, you're not going to threaten us. We need to meet and figure this out. And if you don't meet with us and figure this out, then we're not going to sit back and be threatened, and we're going to take we're going to take action. Doesn't mean that this is. I think this is all part of the negotiation. I don't think Kim Jong Un is watching Fox News, carrying a, giving a crap what a retired uh, general, who is an analyst now, or Lindsey Graham has to say. But that's just me. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. We get more on this. I have to get to also the the latest uh, the latest from. The Democratic Party, the, this is unbelievable. I mean, remember when they did the Papa John slogan thing? They thought that was going to stick and that was going to be good. Remember when Nancy Pelosi started talking about, you know, crumbs, they rip ripping the, the, the tax cuts and the latest way that they want to convince you to vote for them. I'll tell you about that coming up in five right now. It is FOP. Being informed unleashes a great feeling. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yeah, hello. What's happening? 741 on this Thursday. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. It's an extension of the show at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Like it and follow it. It's an extension. You dig the show, you'll dig that stuff too. How can you not? Right? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Trumpster canceled the North Korean summit because uh, one of Kim Jong-un's people said, uh, you know, they, they, these comments you guys are making, the whole Gaddafi model, we'll do nuclear to nuclear showdown. Trump's like, you know what, we're out. It's too bad. And, you know, basically, uh, we have a much more powerful uh, um, <clears throat> collection of weapons than you. Probably don't have to use it, but we have that, so it is canceled. But I wouldn't think it's over for now. I think this is just part of the negotiation, but that's just me. Second thing, I think you need to know there's going to be a big meeting today. Uh, you know the spying of the Trump campaign, right? The spying of the Trump campaign? Well, uh, there are going to be two meetings at the White House today. Uh, one, the first one will be with uh, Devin Nunez, Troy, Troy, uh, Trey Gowdy, and a couple other Republicans, where they're going to get information, I mean, highly classified, that they couldn't get before, information about the FBI can uh, basically spy. They like to call me confidential. What What is the exact termination they're using? Uh, confidential intelligence source. That's called a spy. And then they're going to have, after that meeting, a few hours later, they're going to have a gang of eight meeting where it's going to be a bunch of Republicans and Democrats getting briefed by the White House on this as well. So uh, that's that's going to be a pretty big deal. Of course, you're going to have uh, the Deputy Attorney General of, uh, of the United States because Jeff Sessions is gone. He's absent. Who knows where he is? You have Rod Rosenstein there. Uh, FBI director is going to be there. The director of national intelligence is going to be there. They're all going to tell them about this guy. And we'll see what, yeah, I'm getting emails. We'll see what Pelosi says when she runs to the camera. Well, walks very slowly. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, uh, TUSD superintendent overruled by the school board. Every dime of the money they're going to get is going to go to teacher raises and other employee raises. Not one dime will go to, uh, infrastructure spending or school security. Three things I think you need uh, to know. Um, so again, the Trumpster cancels the meeting, but think about it. He got three Korean, uh, three hostages freed by North Korea. Uh, North Korea claims it is uh, tearing. I mean, can you trust them? Can you trust them? They claim that they're tearing down 
a nuclear site. Okay. So they think that they apparently they claim they've demolished already and they're going to have uh, media there. Uh, they said they today they claim they, they demolished what claims to be a nuclear test site, setting off several explosions over the course of a few hours in the presence of foreign journalists, by the way. A Sky News reporter was invited to the explosion. His name is Tom Cheshire. He told the station and his colleagues and his colleagues walked up into the mountains to watch the demolition. Huge explosion. You could feel it. Dust came out. You all this other stuff. Um, now there is another facility that could be used to continue the nuclear weapons program 64 miles north of Pyongyang but Pyongyang says no 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 that, that's, that area is just for electricity for its citizens we swear so we'll see anyway we'll see this is not, this is not over before I get to your calls really quick too because this is, uh, this is what the Democrats do best remember um they're trying to tell you that the, the tax cuts are bad. The bonuses you get are crumbs. Uh, they've got it from your your boss. Um, I mean, they literally have no way to win your vote. There's nothing they can do better. Their policies stink. They've tried, right? Uh, unemployment is down, right? It was below 4%. Record low unemployment for black Americans, Hispanic Americans, right? You have that? You ready for this, though? New York Times had a story. The Democrats' latest idea to get you to support them, job guarantee plans. Job guarantee plans. Before I get to your calls about the Korea stuff, I just had to tell you about this. Yep, a lot of Democratic hopefuls for the White House are pushing job guarantee plans. Right? They all center on government-sponsored employment that pays above the federal minimum wage of seven and a quarter an hour. Now, again, we actually have uh, one person in this country, one, one person that is not working, one unemployed person for every job that's out there. That hasn't happened in a long time. Record low unemployment all across the board. Wages are up. I told you about it yesterday, too. Household median income up. Highest in over 50 years when you uh, count inflation. What the hell are they thinking? They're going to do a job guarantee plan. There are jobs that are out there, right? Gets even better. The most aggressive plans seek to all but eradicate unemployment and to set a new wage floor for all working Americans, pressuring private employers to raise wages if they want to compete for workers. And you ready for this? It says in the New York Times, how such guarantees would be paid for is still largely unresolved. They make you the pie in the sky promise. That's not even needed right now, and they have no way to pay for it. Vote for me! Jobs for everyone! But we have jobs. Unemployment's a record low right now. Well, vote for me anyway. How are you going to pay for it? I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but vote for me. This is what they have to go on. A jobs guarantee plan that they don't even know how to vote on that isn't even needed because jobs are being created every single day. That's your Democratic Party. They are a freaking mess right now. A mess. Well, they know how they're going to pay for it. Remember tax everybody. Yeah, they're going to repeal the tax cuts and, and, and increase taxes on everybody. Mm-hmm. Now you get a government job. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the U6 unemployment rate is? Because you have the regular unemployment rate, and that's really a bunch of garbage. Because once people stop looking for jobs, or if they've been on it too long, they get kicked off as if they don't exist. Yeah. But the U6 is actually encouraging discouraged workers, part-time people looking for full-time work, all this other stuff. Real, It's a real unemployment number. It's back at the level it was before the 2008 recession. 
That's how low unemployment is. Should they go back to free college for everybody? Where did that go? Free health care? Where did that go? This is the best they have. Nice. Yeah. 880-KNST, 880-5678. This this is the brilliance of the Democratic Party. Again, I don't know what they're doing, how they're going to even get anybody, unless all it is, all it is, is it's going to be just the real wackos that are out there, the ones that are taking over the party. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Uh, by the way, wacko, uh, wacko Nancy Pelosi was on uh, CNN. They gave her a town hall. Literally, they gave her. I mean, why would you do this? They gave her a town hall yesterday. Like all this time goes to Nancy Pelosi, and she was just a literally a mess, right? Literally a mess. I think I have time for this. Hang on one second. I'm going to play for you a, a clip of the, since I brought up the tax stuff, right? At this town hall, Chris Cuomo said the next question comes from John. He runs a 100-year-old family business. He was invited to the White House because he says he benefited from the Republican tax plan. Uh, listen to John, and then you hear Nancy. Listen to this. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, we're a, a small uh, business of seven full-time employees that provide uh, fertilizer and seed products to our farm customers. When the tax and jobs bill was passed, I gave my employees a $1,000 bonus plus a 5% pay increase that they appreciated very much. Good Add to that, they reduced withholding from their paychecks, and it turned into a noticeable increase in income. Wow. This certainly was not crumbs to them. Yeah. Uh, my question is, what can you add to this legislation <laughs> that would also contribute to the growth of jobs and wages in our country? Thank you, John, and let me co- congratulate you and commend you because you're a rarity. Not many business, only a small percentage of businesses shared their tax uh, advantage with their employees. So let us thank John for this. Yeah. And don't you love that? Only You're a rarity. Only a small business. Uh, only a small percentage. I wish I said, well, what's the percentage then if it's small? Can you tell me? How do you know it's small? There are over 540 companies of all different sizes that gave uh, bonuses and raises. Over 540. That's small. Huh. Really? There you go. Can't really add anything. And by the way, she didn't add it. I'm not going to let have you go through it. I can tell you what she said. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a transcript. Come on. She starts talking about why should 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%. She said it again. Why should 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%? We should start with small business. Why should 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%? We should start with small business. She said it over and over and over. We should start with small. Maybe I should play that part. Okay, hang on a second. I think this, I think this is it right here. Hang on, listen. I believe that small businesses are, of course, the lifeblood of our economy. It's where jobs are created, capital is formed. I think there's nothing more optimistic than, any, than anybody can do. Well, maybe except for getting married than to start a small business. So thank you for the, the interest that you have in your workers. But it, it, for mo- many small businesses, this is a very, we could have done more, yes. Why should 83% of the benefits go to the top 1%? We should start with small business. We should start with small business. And right now, uh, many of the small businesses 
are saying to us, we're uncertain as to how we even benefit from what they call pass-throughs, because it's largely uh, for businesses at the higher end and the rest, not to get all the way down into the weeds, but we should have started with America's working families, with the middle class, with small businesses, rather than have it be uh, a, a smaller part of what that uh, tax break would be. So we think that such a tax bill should be done in a bipartisan way, in an open way. There's was in the dark of night and the speed of Pass it so uh, we know light. what's in it's it. Boom, this bill that uh, it could be much better, infinitely better. It, it just has the wrong values. And that we should be doing, as I say, bipartisan, transparently, and unifying. Hey, whatever. Unify. Okay. Uh, we'll continue. 752, I know. There's much more we need to get to. KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. You do have an overdeveloped sense of injustice or something. It's been years in the making. That's right. Hey, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Trump has pulled out of the North Korean summit, wrote a letter to Kim Jong-un. The North Koreans are very upset with uh, Mike Pence saying, uh, yeah, the Libyan model, Gaddafi, I mean, it's still there if there's no deal. Of course, Trump said that and so did Bolton, but now it's too much and uh, Nuke... uh, North Korean officials said, we can have nuclear to nuclear showdown. And Trump said, you're angry. We're out. But thanks for the hostage release. It was very nice of you. Bye. There's something will happen. I predict that. Second thing. It's still 19 days away. Second thing that I think you need to know. And he writes, you change your mind. Call me or write me. <laughs> I love it. I, I just, I'm sorry. It's so good. It's so good. Second thing that I think you need to know. There's going to be a big meeting today. A big, big meeting today, two of them actually, where you're going to have the first one coming up in less than an hour at the White House, uh, where you have uh, Congressman Nunez, Gowdy, a bunch of Republicans getting briefed about that spy that was inside the Trump campaign. The FBI intelligence, oh yeah, they're going to get briefed on that. Then uh, a couple hours later, about 11 a.m. hour time, going to have a bipartisan meeting of people. Ryan, McConnell, Schumer, Pelosi, Warner, whatever, they're all going to be there getting briefed on that as well, saying, you guys don't think this is real. Here it is. Here's the here's the information that doesn't have the blacked-out words. Here you go. So we'll see what happens. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, TUSD, the governing board, the school board, overruled the superintendent, said we have to use every penny of the money that we're getting now on teachers' raises and, and, and employee raises, not buses, infrastructure, school security, that kind of stuff. So that's what they're using it for. Uh, big raises coming to the TUSD, uh, TUSD teachers uh, and other employees. Three things I think you need to know, right? To know. So we have that, which is nice. Um, now, uh, there uh, there's some very interesting, uh, interesting things happening besides the North Korea situation, which really is, uh, again, it really is remarkable. Uh, how much we've gotten? We got. Uh, we, they're apparently going to get rid of uh, nuke sites. Uh, they would let go of the. Uh, they they let go of the three hostages. I mean, a lot of stuff. We've received a lot of things, and Trump thanked him for it. 
And now this is all about the art of the deal. But there's other stuff going on too with, with the spying and stuff like that. Uh, this, there, there was a spy. It wasn't just one. Michael Caputo, we have those sound bites from last night. He was on a Tucker show on Fox. He, uh, he said there were multiple and he let authorities know they did nothing about it. But let's go with um, Joe DiGenova. Joe DiGenova was on uh, Tucker's show as well yesterday. And he brought up some great points. And he says, oh, yeah, this, this is a spy. And by the way, Joe DiGenova is the guy uh, that told the Daily Caller that a bunch of FBI agents are clamoring. They are dying to be subpoenaed by members of Congress so they can actually say everything about Comey and McCabe and the rest of them. Right? He, he wants that to happen. They want it to happen. They are, they are wanting to speak. Right? Uh, sidebar real quick. Apparently, there's another guy, FBI Special Agent Joe Pienka, being reported all over the place. One America Network News or News Now, whatever it is, they have it too. Uh, this FBI Special Agent Joe Pienka wants to testify against those who took part in the Michael Flynn ambush, right? In the framing of Michael Flynn. Yeah. He wants to testify to say he was there, he witnessed it, it was all Comey and McCabe, and he wants to just basically uh, give the facts that will eventually sink them. How about that? This is another big deal that is going on. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have agents ready to just, you know, remember what, what Comey said yesterday, facts matter? Facts matter? Well, you have an FBI special agent that's apparently willing to say what the facts are, right? What the facts are, and uh, and he is ready to say exactly what happened and how it was Comey and it was McCabe, and they basically lied about everything that Flynn said, and they lied to Flynn and you name it, and everything else, and and he he wants to testify for it. He want he wants to get up there and say it. So anyway, we'll have that. Too. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. So let's go to uh, th- this story that it wasn't just the professor it was a lot of people but uh joe di genova calls out brennan and comey and others and says it's so obvious that it wasn't good spying and stuff like that. let's do number 58 first it, it's so obvious joe di genova former u.s attorney on tucker show last night uh listen to this here we go if, if they were not spying on the trump campaign why didn't they just tell the trump people the russians are coming after you be careful because that's not what they were doing they were spying on the trump campaign trying to frame people set them up that's what use of mr halper mr stephan halper was to plant evidence so it would blow back so they could use it in fisa warrants comey and clapper and brennan are a group of psychotics who now who, they can't stop lying psychotics that can't stop lying makes sense doesn't it why you know if they're they're so worried about russia why wouldn't you let trump people know hey look you may be uh you may have some people that have been compromised let us know we're keeping an eye on this instead they literally just spied that's all it was and joe di genova 59 says it an informant is a spy listen to this 59 let's go joe di genova last night on tucker here we go an informant is a spy a confidential informant who weasels into any organization for good or ill is a spy. That is the classic definition of a spy. Indeed, James Clapper, while fumbling through his television appearances, has actually conceded that it was spying. But in his word, it was good spying. So- 
Good spying. Yes, it was a spy they need to take. Again, why not just say, hey, be on the lookout? Well, they really thought Trump was really part of Russia. It was just, you know, really? Uh, and then Tucker asked, did Obama know about this? Number 60. Listen to Joe DiGenova. Here we go. He did know about it because you remember that memorandum that Susan Rice wrote on Inauguration Day? Yes. Memorializing the meeting on January That's 5th. Right. On January 5th, the president, Biden, Yates, Rice, they were discussing exactly what we are finding out now. And they were trying to figure out a way to explain it because they knew since Hillary didn't win, now it was going to come out and they needed a story. Obama oh, knew all about this. Boy. And the notion that he didn't is ludicrous. Remember that? Remember that email? We always forget this now. Don't we? we always forget this. There's so much that's happened. The email that Susan Rice wrote basically saying, we had this meeting, blah, 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 blah. And she released it on inauguration right before the inauguration happened, right before, right before noon when Trump officially took over. Just incredible stuff, isn't it? 880 KNST. 8805678 it really is so simple i mean it's not even close it's so simple so simple by the way uh back in the day uh just so you know obama actually said this is going back to september of 2013 in Sweden, in Sweden, Stockholm, Obama was ta talking to an audience when he was the president about domestic surveillance. Throw me up over there if you do not mind, big man. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Here we No, is that bad? Ryan took over for Goodrich. Goodrich had to leave. Listen to this. Here we go. And uh, what I can say with confidence is that um, when it comes to our domestic uh, uh operations, uh, the concerns that people have back home in the United States of America, uh, that we do not surveil the American people or persons within the United States, uh, that there are a lot of checks and balances in place designed to avoid a surveillance state. <laughs> and those are what? Yeah. <laughs> when I say no to it, those are the checks and balances. When I say yes, when I say no. Wow, that was September of 2013. It's so obvious what has happened. So obvious, isn't it? No, what, 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 what? That that the Obama administration, the Democrats, wanted to catch, they wanted to get any kind of dirt they could on Trump to try to get something out there so people would vote for Hillary or just not vote for Trump. That's it. That is it. Nothing else. It's so Obvious. 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you would like to talk, you can. I have more coming up. There's one more we got to get to. Michael Caputo. Michael Caputo, apparently um, former Trump campaign guy. He was approached by spies, he says. That's why he said there were multiple because they, they approached me. What happens when he told House Intelligence this? Members of the House Intelligence Committee, the Mueller team. Wait till you hear about that coming up. 818, it is your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. What's happening at 825? 
McSilent is speaking to people other than me. Gary Lewis with you here. Uh, sorry, I saw on Twitter, Martha McSilent tweeted out, uh, Join me on a cable station in five minutes. I'll be talking about North Korea. Even with the sound off, I can just tell she speaks with an uptick at the end. I'm just saying. And I think it was a good move today to say to Kim Jong-un that we're not going to be there. It's because of the eyebrows. They go up when she goes up. Uptick, up eyebrows. You know, I look at her now. All I see is ovaries. All we do is lose, lose, lose. No, no, no. <laughs> when it comes to that. You. Uh, so gross. Uh, Martha, <laughs> rumor has it you have ovaries. Is that true? Is that not true? Stupid question. Sorry. 97 and sunny today, 74 outside right now. <laughs> All I see is ovaries. Can she you, said it. She, you, it wasn't me. It was can her. You, can you describe these ovaries? No, I'm just, I don't even know what they look like. All I know is I just look at her, I just see ovaries. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Go home to mommy. Uh, before we play Michael Caputo stuff, let's go to uh, Mark. Mark, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Good morning, Garrett. Um, you're channeling uh, Martha. Do you mind if I channel Raul? <laughs> go ahead. You're answering all of my questions, Garrett. <laughs> I've answered your question. I've answered, I answered your... your question, Garrett. There you go. I thought you were going to break a bar stool or something like that. I <laughs> well, I, bar stools are in uh, serious jeopardy. But uh, regarding uh, Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, <laughs> yes. In 2013, when he's out of the country, guaranteeing American citizens protections of their uh, of their uh, uh, security, and then uh, thinking back to uh, the the IRS and the uh, 501c4. Crap! Where they were sweeping up everybody's records and rejecting anybody that had uh, the name Patriot for uh, that's right their application. All the Tea Party groups were targeted. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, you're. Yeah, he know. Listen, yeah, we don't. We don't surveil. We don't do. No, we never look at. We never. No, 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 no. Never, 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 never. And of course, the, the media. Corrupt, yeah, the, uh, of the course. Corrupt, uh, administration in the history of this country. My God, yeah. And of course, the media let him get away with it. They'd never challenge him. But anytime Trump sneezes. It's a crisis. Well, it's going to continue, Garrett. There's not going to. It's a never-ending crisis because they just want him gone, and doesn't matter what what uh, happens to each of these incidents. It's going to be something behind it. So, yep. Just, yep. Uh, it, it's sad, but that's the way it is. You're right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Mark. I appreciate the Raul. It was a pretty good Raul impression by Mark. I'll give him credit there. Can he do yours real quick? I don't really do a good Raul. Do the uh, sorry. Do the uh, Barstool impersonation. When the bar stool see when the bar, when when Earl gets on the bar stool, yeah, yeah, what does yeah. the bar stool say? Yeah. I answered your question, Garrett. Okay. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> uh, so we have that. Yeah. Oh, is this is this really before we play Caputo stuff? Is this about the uh, the guy that's going to te- the testify against uh, Comey? Is this what this caller wants to talk about? He made a statement and then he left. I think I might have put something something else on hold. But he was saying if uh, oh. if this agent was in the room during this interview and knows this information, is putting his job on the line, putting himself out there. Why doesn't Mueller know all this stuff already? If he's the guy in charge, right? And why doesn't Mueller know 
what what this FBI agent supposedly heard or is privy to from um, the interview. What, do you, what, what? I think he's confusing the interviews. What are you talking about? I don't know, talking the guy Stroh with the Michael Flynn. Yes, Michael Flynn. Mueller. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here's the situation. You have this really quick. This uh, this FBI agent, right? Uh, that guy. Yes, yeah, I, I know. This FBI agent Joe Pienka, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, this Joe Pienka wants to testify. He was the second, the second uh, FBI agent who joined Peter Stroke when they interviewed General Flynn. Right, he was the second guy. Okay, and uh, apparently he's going to testify and say that um, because he was there during the interrogation. He's going to testify against Comey, McCabe, and Stroke. And apparently, according to a reporter on the internet, Jack Posobiec, he's going to say it was all Comey. It was all Comey, basically lying about what uh, what Flynn said and stuff like that. Um, and, and it gets even better because Republican Senator Char- uh, Charles Grassley said he wants to talk to this guy. He wants to talk to this Pienka. He wants him on the record. He wants him there so he can basically say everything that he saw that took place. This is pretty freaking big. This is pretty big, right? Uh, He wants uh, Special Agent Joe Pienka available for a transcribed interview with the committee, the Senate committee that he sits on. So this is a big deal. So they were present in the meeting, and they're going to say everything that actually happened, and it's going to prove that Comey and McCabe are liars. So we have that, which is nice. Why? Because I asked you to. Oh, Please. come on. All right, John, welcome to KNST. Hello, John. This is the guy who called yeah, me originally. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, I, I got what you were saying, and my point is, if this guy's willing to come forward and say, look, I was there. I was there with Peter Strzok. I was there with Comey. Mm-hmm. How come Mueller didn't uncover this? I don't, I don't, because I don't think Mueller was part of it. But maybe he did uncover it and just didn't bring it up. Because this guy's putting his career on the line now. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. But he was subpoenaed, too, so nothing could happen. All the legal bills and everything would be taken yeah, care of. If he subpoenaed, that's different. But he's already come out now and said, hey, yes. this is, you know, I'm willing to testify. So, you know, if he gets subpoenaed, yeah, he's off the hook as far as, you know, having legal help. But how come Mueller didn't uncover all of this? Uh, again, because he's a corrupt, you know what? Oh, and yeah, he doesn't want yeah. to. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But don't worry, Jeff Flake trusts Robert Mueller. He's nothing but class. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Jeff Flake. You know, maybe may, may you're, and again, this is not, and thank you for the phone call. Heavy breather. Um, you're not the only one that wonders what is going on. Let's do number 61 real quick before we go to the break, and then we'll do more coming back. I want you to hear this, John, and thank you for calling in. It's a great question. Why didn't Mueller know about that? It's, great. it's all intertwined, I guess, right there. Uh, here's Michael Caputo, a Trump campaign guy, uh, who said, listen, I know there was more than just that one spy, that Stephen Hopper, because I was approached by people. And he was on Tucker last night, and this is uh, what he described it as. Here we go. Early May, uh, approached to me by a former government contractor in the national security arena who, through an intermediary, uh, tried to get uh, uh, to me and tell me that the NSA had Hillary Clinton's emails and that we could get a hold of them if we wanted them. And this, this conversation continued for a couple of weeks, and I eventually told them I had no interest because I thought they would be classified material and... As a former uh, Army veteran who held a top-secret clearance, I knew that was fraught with peril. Okay, so what happened when he he realized? How did he realize it was a spy? What did he, what happened when he told investigators? 
Wait till you hear that. And then this is just coming out now. Man, it's, it's like nonstop. A big time Hollywood icon who was, you know, part of the I'm with her and stuff like that situation, being accused now by eight different women of inappropriate behavior. Let me just tell you, he didn't vote for Trump. I'll get that to you also coming back in about five. You're going to want to hear all this. Here's the news. If you push his button, he'll push yours. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yep, 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 841. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster pulled out of the North Korean summit because he didn't like what they were saying. They're getting threatening ways with their tone. He didn't like that, so he wrote him a letter saying we're pulling out. Apparently, I think we're going to hear from the Trumpster soon. Get ready for that, Ryan, if you don't mind. Second thing, I think you need to know there's going to be a meeting. It's supposed to be in about 20 minutes at the White House between Republicans and the head of the FBI, the number two guy, the DOJ, Rosenstein, head of the DNI, about that FBI informant that was spying on Trump. And then in a couple of hours, supposed to get another meeting with a bipartisan group of people about the FBI. They're going to get information from the FBI head honcho, number two at the CIA, so on and so forth. It's a big day. Third thing I think you need to know, TUSD, TUSD, uh, they, uh, the governing board overruled the superintendent. They said we're using every penny on salaries, uh, raises, increases. So nothing is going to security or school buses or infrastructure, which is what the superintendent wanted. Three things I think you need to know. Um, we have the Caputo stuff. How about this? Let's do this real fast. So he figured out it was a spy. He figured this stuff out. Let's play the last Caputo. Then I get to the Hollywood person, Hollywood icon, who is now being accused of really, really bad stuff. Oh, boy. And then we'll have Trump speaking at some point. Um, let's play the uh, the last Caputo, 63. Really quick, the last Caputo. Uh, when he realized it was a spy, he tried to tell people nobody cared. Listen to this. If the U.S. government had uh, Hillary's emails in early May, when, they, when this uh, uh, government contractor was telling us we could get them, mm-hmm. uh, then... <laughs> You know, why aren't they interested? I, I got to tell you, I, I, that's what really set off a red flag for me, because they, they just didn't seem the least bit interested at all. They didn't even take notes. I offered them the timeline I was reading from in my interview, and they didn't they didn't take it. He told it to Mueller's people, House Intelligence. There was some guy trying to get him to bite. Hey, I got Hillary's emails. You want them? You want Hillary's emails? You want them? You want them? I'll give it to, and he's like, I thought they were classified. But, you know, we'll play the one before, so it makes more sense. I think I'm just running out of time. But let's just play the other one just so you realize when he realized it was spy and he told investigators, 62, here we go. For two years, I didn't know what it was. I, I gave the information to the House Intelligence Committee, the Senate Intelligence Committee, and the Mueller investigators when I sat with them two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and they didn't seem a least bit interested. I, I didn't know what to think of it. Two years, I, I scratched my head. The intermediary, who's an old friend of mine, we talked about it over dinner dozens of times. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then the news came out about the spy uh, uh, latching on to the members of the Trump campaign policy committee. And the light bulb turned on over my head. And I realized if this wasn't a, a dangle of some sort mm-hmm. from, a, from the, you know, whatever, FBI and whatever, uh, this, this was strange yep. enough where I needed to bring it to the public. I knew the investigators weren't interested. They didn't even take notes when I told them about it. I thought I should bring it to the public. Because that's the thing. If it's a real Russian person going, hey, I got these emails, I got these emails, you tell them they should know because that's what they were about, right? Who has what? Let's find out. And then, because remember they went crazy over a meeting that Don Jr. had with that Russian chick who then they found that it was about adoption papers? 
Originally, we was told we got we got dirt on Hillary. We can tell you stuff. Okay, we'll meet with you. And it was nothing, and they left. And they Don's the worst person ever. Now this guy says we're being told these people have these Hillary emails, and he was ignored, ignored because it was the FBI spy. They're just trying him to get stuff. They're trying to get stuff. Um, it's this is how much they care. Now um, the late this the news is just rocking and rolling today. This is crazy. Two and a half hours ago, I started by telling you we it took only a year and a half, not even seventeen months. We are now the uh, number one most competitive economy in the world again, beating out Singapore and Hong Kong. Bloomberg had this story. I mean, this is great. We were voted that way. That's another big thing. But how about this? Um, you know, Trump's the pig, right? He's the worst. He's the worst. Republicans hate women. We don't respect women. We don't. Okay, huh? Uh, the latest. Hollywood icon to be accused by eight women of inappropriate behavior. You'll recognize this. Here is a woman. Uh Uh-oh. What does she dream of? Yes. When does she feel proud? How many times will she leave her mark? How many ways? Will she light up the world? Pause it. That Morgan Freeman, who, yes, narrated the Hillary Clinton uh, video of her life at the DNC to build up her big speech that was a that was a bomb, literally. I mean, let's build bridges, not walls. Morgan Freeman. All these Dems, all these libs. All buddy-buddy with each other. They're the ones that are doing all this crap. Of course, there are a couple of uh, Republicans. Don't get me wrong. But look, it seems to... It's like all the time, it's these it's these people. The same ones that want to go after... I mean, look, look you got the, 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 the pig, the, the bondage guy from uh, the New, New York, the Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, Anthony Weiner. Um, he was just a pig. Harvey Weinstein. All these... Uh, Kevin Spacey. All these actors. And he did it to guys. Uh, Now, Morgan Freeman, who is so looked upon as an icon and a legend. Hillary was like, I want that guy. I mean, it fits right in. I mean, she's married to a person who took advantage of women. Might as well have the guy narrate the video for her to maybe win an election. Well, is that too much? No, not The same way. Yeah. So uh, CNN has a story. Birds of a feather. Eight. Yeah, exactly. Eight women accuse Oscar winner Morgan Freeman of inappropriate behavior. Young production assistant thought she landed the job of her dreams when in the summer of 2015 she started work on Going in Style, a bank heist comedy starring Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan Arkin. But the job quickly devolved into several months of harassment, she told CNN. She alleges that Freeman subjected her to unwanted touching and comments about her figure and clothing on a near daily daily basis. Freeman would rest his hand on her lower back or rub her lower back, she said. In one incident, she said Freeman kept trying to lift up my skirt and asking if I was wearing underwear. He never successfully lifted her skirt, she said. He would touch it, try to lift it. She'd move away. He'd try again. Eventually, she said Alan made a comment telling him to stop. Morgan got freaked out, didn't know what to say. Nobody tells Morgan Freeman to stop doing anything. Have you not heard my voice? Uh-huh. Freeman's alleged inappropriate behavior was not limited to that one movie set, according to other sources who spoke to CNN. CNN broke this. A woman who was a senior member of the production staff of the movie Now You See Me in 2012 told CNN that Freeman 
sexually harassed her and her female assistant on numerous occasions by making comments about their bodies. He did comment on our bodies, she said. We knew that he was coming by not to... Oh, we knew that if he was coming by, not to wear any top that would show our breasts, not to wear anything that would show our bottoms, meaning not wearing clothes that were fitted. Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose. I mean, Morgan Freeman, he narrated Hillary's biography video at the DNC, and he is being outed as one of these guys. Trump, you know, is the real piece of crap out there. Just ask Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In all, 16 people spoke to CNN about Freeman as part of this investigation, eight of whom said they were victims of what some called harassment and others called inappropriate behavior by Freeman. He's 80 years old. Eight said they witnessed Freeman's alleged conduct. These 16 people together described a pattern of inappropriate behavior by Freeman on set while promoting his movies and at his production company, Revelations Entertainment. Oh, boy. One of these seven people alleged that McCreary, uh, McCre- who is McCreary? Lori McCreary. Okay, there was one incident allegedly witnessed by Lori McCreary, Freeman's co-founder in the Enterprise. Another which she was the target of demeaning comments by Freeman in a public setting. One of those seven people alleged that McCreary made a discriminatory remark regarding a female candidate for a job at the Producers Guild of America, where McCreary is co-president. What? But they're supposed to be so forward-thinking in Hollywood. Producers Guild of America? We'll continue. 850. Trump's going to speak at some point about the North Korea situation. We'll get it to you. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Willing to shoulder much of the cost of any financial burden, any of the costs associated by the United States in operations if such an unfortunate situation is forced upon us. Hopefully, positive things will be taking place with respect to the future of North Korea. But if they don't, we are more ready than we have ever been before. North Korea has the opportunity to end decades of poverty and oppression by following the path of denuclearization and joining the community of nations. And I hope that Kim Jong-un will ultimately do what is right, not only for himself, but perhaps most importantly, what's right for his people who are suffering greatly and needlessly. All of the Korean people, North and South, deserve to be able to live together in harmony, prosperity, and peace. That bright and beautiful future can only happen when the threat of nuclear weapons is removed. No way it can happen otherwise. If and when Kim Jong-un chooses to engage in constructive dialogue and actions, I am waiting. In the meantime, our very strong sanctions, by far the strongest sanctions ever imposed, and maximum pressure campaign will continue as it has been continuing.
But no matter what happens and what we do, we will never, ever compromise the safety and security of the United States of America. I want to make that statement. Feel very, very strongly about it. Our military, as you know, has been greatly enhanced. We'll soon be at a level that it's never been before. Our approval of $700 billion this year and $716 billion next year, largely due to the help of a lot of the people with me today and standing right here, we appreciate. But we had to do that for our military, and we've done it. And hopefully everything's going to work out well with North Korea. And a lot of things can happen, including the fact that perhaps, and would wait, it's possible that the existing summit could take place or a summit at some later date. Nobody should be anxious. We have to get it right. Okay. With that being said, we have something else, which I have to tell you, all of you, Chairman, Mike, and everybody, uh, it was a big deal until this came up. <laughs> I don't know. Where's Mike Crapo? Where are you? Okay. That's Mike, all I need. 859 now. Uh, Gary Lewis with you here on KNST AM 790. The president said, you know, basically, that's big news. Uh, these other countries are going to help shoulder the cost. It's, it's not just us. It's not just us. It's others as well. We're going to have more. It's other countries that are upset, and they they have our back, too. Yeah, we're going to continue. Fox of Terms apply. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Oh, yeah. How you doing? It's 9.08. It's Thursday, May 24th. What a morning. Everything that I had planned yesterday... After the show, to last night, to this morning, before the show, it's chucked because the news cycle is now down to four minutes and 18 seconds. See, it this all is changes. why you shouldn't show prep anymore. Well, yeah. You just wake up, come in, and uh, we'll just go. There's that. It is your morning ritual, me, Gary Lewis. No? Bad idea? Wing it! KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. So... um. Man, oh man, oh man. Three things I think you need to know. One, the Trumpster has pulled out of the meeting with North Korea. Doesn't like that they called uh, uh, Pence a a political idiot or something like that. Uh, Also didn't like the fact that they said, we will go nuclear to nuclear if you want, blah, 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 blah. Really? So he pulls out and he just made the announcement minutes ago. We'll hear it again, uh, some of it. Where he said, I've talked to uh, uh, our, our military leaders. We're good to go. And if we need to do something because North Korea is going to be foolish and reckless, uh, Japan and South Korea are going to pay us back for it. They're going to cover the costs. How about that, huh? You need us to protect you? You pay for it. That's how it is. Second thing that I think you need to know, there's supposed to be a meeting going on right now, by the way. Uh, not with Trump. Trump is at a, a, a signing right now to get rid of Dodd-Frank, which is awesome. Now, there's a meeting going on at the White House between John Kelly, the head of the FBI, the number two of the CIA, with a bunch of Republicans, several Republicans, I should say, uh, about the uh, the spy. The spy 
going over all the information, classified stuff, top secret, you name it. I think this is all going to be unredacted, which I have in the reading in the White House, uh, about the uh, FBI spy of the Trump campaign, spying the Trump campaign. Then in a couple of hours, it's going to be a bipartisan group of uh, lawmakers getting the same updates. So, uh, man, it's going to be a, a very, very busy day there to see what happens there, too. Third thing I think you need to know, locally, TUSD, the superintendent wanted to use the money not only on raises, but or not all of it on raises, but on uh, security and infrastructure and things like that. School board overruled them and said all raises. So they got it. That's what they did. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Should have a bunch of smiles on the faces of the uh Teachers at TUSD, right, and all around. They should be all happy and stuff. Are they on vacation now? Is, is it over? Well, they're even more happy. Miranda Middle let out yesterday after promotion. So all the things that I've talked about, by the way, about the teachers getting upset when I say you get three months off, it's happening right now? Yes. You don't understand. I do. I, I do. Make me understand. Here's a sign. Make me understand why it's uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. I know. School teacher. It's, it's okay. It's oh. all right. It's okay. Uh, before you back to the Morgan Freeman stuff, which is even another thing. I mean, this is uh, the latest Hollywood icon who, uh, who said um, um, bad things about Trump. Narrated the video for Hillary's, her biography video at the DNC when she was the nominee a couple years ago so she could give her awful speech about bridges and walls and love and stuff like that. He narrated that. And again, maybe she picked them because she's attracted to guys that like to fondle women and take advantage of them. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, well, yeah. Uh, but uh, I want you to hear real quick uh, the Trumpster. Just a few minutes ago, uh, this is what uh, he had to say. Here we go. I've spoken to General Mattis and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and our military, which is by far the most powerful anywhere in the world, that has been greatly enhanced recently, as you mm-hmm. all know, is ready if necessary. Likewise, I have spoken to South Korea and Japan, and they are not only ready should foolish or reckless acts be taken by North Korea, but they are willing to shoulder much of the cost of any financial burden, any of the costs associated by the United States in operations if such an unfortunate situation is forced upon us. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hmm. Now, if you don't know, if you're just tuning in, the letter that Trump wrote to Kim Jong-un that was released a couple of hours ago is epic. And by the way, how about that? Listen, you do anything stupid, we're on you, and we're not even going to pay for it. Right? I, and he didn't listen. Trump did say there still could be a meeting. And there is, I predict there will still be a meeting. There will still be a meeting. This is all part of the negotiations. It's all part of the talks. And you're going to have hyperbolic, biased jackholes that just hate Trump that are going to sit back and say, this, this is why Trump's an idiot and he's a maniac and it's over. And it, it's not over. It's not over. Not even close. Not even close. Now, the letter that the Trumpster wrote to Kim Jong-un, calling him Dear Mr. Chairman. Not president, not elected, chairman. Uh, let's get to the good stuff. Right? I was very much looking forward to being with, uh, being there with you meeting at the meeting. 
Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and open hostility displayed in your most recent statement, where they called Pence a political idiot and the whole nuclear show, we can go nuclear to nuclear, one of uh, Kim Jong's people said that, and you know he had to okay it. Anyway, uh, Trump writes, I feel inappropriate at this time to have this long planned meeting. Therefore, please let this letter serve to represent that the Singapore summit for the good of both parties, but to the detriment of the world, will not take place. You talk about your nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. I felt a wonderful dialogue was building up between you and me, and ultimately, it's only the dialogue that matters. Someday, I look very much forward to meeting with you. In the meantime, I want to thank you for the release of the hostages who are now home with their families. That was a beautiful gesture and was very much appreciated. He got that without even having a meeting. If you change your mind having to do with this most important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. That's just, I mean, that's the funniest line of all time. Don Kim. All right, let's meet. I <laughs> The world, and North Korea in particular, has lost a great opportunity for lasting peace and great prosperity and wealth. This missed opportunity is truly a truly sad moment in history. Don't hesitate to call or write. Send him an email. Don at prez.gov. And he gets the email. Hey, it's Kim. Kim sent me an email. I mean, it's just, it's surreal, isn't it? It's Because this is like the, literally, like the most open presidency I've ever seen in my life. He just puts it all out there. You know what? He should. He works for the public. He works for you and me. He might as well, right? Man. You saw that uh, Morgan Freeman video up? Can you, you, you just, this is, this is, uh, this is too much. This is too much. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is the latest now. Eight different women have come forward to CNN and said, Morgan Freeman was either sexually harassing us, uh, making inappropriate comments, you name it, Morgan Freeman. And here's like the most incredible part. You ready? The CNN, um, the CNN piece. Let's say here, CNN reached out to dozens more people who worked for or with Freeman. Some praised Freeman, saying they never witnessed any questionable behavior or that he was a consummate professional on set and in the office. Several other times during this investigation, when a CNN reporter contacted a person who had worked with Freeman to try to ask if they had seen or been subjected to inappropriate behavior by an actor they had worked with, not initially even naming Morgan Freeman, not even naming the actor they were asking about, the person would immediately tell them they knew exactly who the reporter had in mind, Morgan Freeman. Some of these people were sources for this investigation, while others declined to comment further or did not want what they said used in the story. So they knew, I mean, they call, hey, this is so-and-so from CNN. Need to ask you about uh, if you had any issues with a person doing this. this. Oh, you mean Morgan Freeman? No, not me, but I know others who have. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking about Morgan Freeman. You did that to me. I mean, that it's crazy. These, this is the industry that sticks up for women. They're the ones that back the Democrats that say, you know, women power, me too, vagina march, all this other stuff, right? Trump's the threat to women and everything else. These guys are doing it. Morgan Freeman, Matt Lauer, Harvey Weinstein, 
Eric Schneiderman. Who am I missing? So many people. And yet again, Morgan Freeman, he was the one narrating Hillary's biography video at the DNC. Here we go. Here is a woman. Oh, boy. What does she dream of? When does she feel proud? How many times will she leave her mark? Mm. How many ways will she light up the world? She's got this wonderful infectious laugh. I don't want to hear him. CNN reports the allegations of inappropriate behavior by Freeman aren't limited to the confines of, the, of his company or movie sets. Three entertainment reporters who spoke to CNN said Freeman made inappropriate remarks to them during press junkets. Where they just go, you know, and they publicity for the movies. One of the three, CNN entertainment reporter Chloe Milas, the co-author of this article, says she was subjected to inappropriate behavior by Freeman more than a year ago when she interviewed him at a press junket for his movie Going in Style. She says, at the time she was six months pregnant, Freeman and a room full of people, including his co-stars Alan Arkin and uh, Michael Caine, shook Milis's hand, not letting go, while repeatedly looking her up and down, saying more than once a variation of, I wish I was there. She says he also said to her, you are ripe. Yeah, creepy. Cameras were on and a recording during one of Freeman's remarks to her. Boy, do I wish I was there, but not for the rest. They got one of those. One of those. She was the only CNN employee there at the time. Afterwards, she reported what had happened to her supervisor who told her to inform CNN Human Resources. She was told that CNN HR contacted their counterparts at HR for Warner Brothers. They produced uh, the movie, blah, blah, blah. She said she was told that Warner Brothers could not corroborate the account because only one of Freeman's remarks was on the video, only one, and the Warner Brothers employees present didn't notice anything. They didn't, oh, we didn't see. We didn't see. But they're, it's the party for women. They protect the women, don't they? Mm. Mm. Garrett, you are right. <laughs> it's true, though. I like it when you tell me that, though. Oh, Go yeah. take a shower. Mila started making calls to see if other women experienced the same thing, anything similar, or if it was isolated. She learned other women had similar stories. So they started working on this months and months ago. Months ago. You are ripe. Who says that? Well, she was pregnant. It's like, you know, you're... Oh, oh well. Well. <clears throat> Still, it's just not appropriate. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate, no. man. Not you who says that? Is this the generational thing, or is he just a perv? He's 80 years old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, former staffers who spoke with CNN say behind the facade of a progressive and artistic agenda, the company's two founders created what was uh, called a toxic work environment, meaning Morgan Freeman and this woman. Six former staffers said they witnessed Freeman's questionable behavior around women. Uh, they said it included sexual comments. One said it included an insulated, uh, incident of unsolicited touching. One female staffer, a former staffer, said she was the target of sexual comments by Freeman. The female former employee at Revelations, that's his movie company, movie studio, told CNN Freeman was flanked by a group of men on the set of Through the Wormhole when she met him for the first time. He, quote, looked me up and down, end quote, she said, then asked her, quote, how do you feel about sexual harassment? That's an icebreaker. She said to CNN, I was stunned. This is the person that I worked for. His company, I didn't expect it at all. 
I timidly said, I love it, in a sarcastic way, hoping to make light of the situation because I was so confused. And then he turned to the guys on the crew and said, see, guys, this is how you do it. You intimidate the women to make them feel bad and guilty. Mm-hmm. One woman who was a manager at Revelations told CNN that sometimes Freeman would come to my desk, say hi, and he'd just stand there and stare at me. He would stare at my breasts. If I ever passed him, he'd stare at me in an awkward way, would look me up and down, sometimes stopping and just staring. One time he stopped, looked me up and down as I walked into a room of people, and everyone burst out laughing, and I literally froze, feeling very uncomfortable. And one of the people in the office said, don't worry, that's just Morgan. That, was, that sort of interaction was when I stopped wearing a skirt around the office when, when he was there. Wow. Two male witnesses told CNN each saw a separate occasion in which Freeman asked a woman, asked women to twirl. Turn around, let me check you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, another incident stood out to people who spoke with CNN who witnessed it. Two former staffers were there and a writer for the show Madam Secretary described a scene for CNN. For her 79th birthday, Revelations threw Freeman a party in the office. According to sources, about 30 people went to the party. Some were new to the company. Some never met the actor. His partner, uh, the Lady McCreary, was there. People at the party had to stand in a circle. A former executive at the company who attended the party told CNN. And they had to tell Freeman who they were and what they did. Then the former executive said Freeman went up to women in the circle and would stand and would, quote, stand maybe an inch of their face, within an inch of their face, and just look them up and down and not say anything. Don't stand so close to yeah. me, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Exactly. And then he'd move on to the next woman, and he'd stand like within an inch of their face and look him up and down and not say anything, and it was really, really strange. It was weird, the executive added. He did it to every woman, but of course he didn't do it to any of the men. He didn't speak to any of the men. The writer for Madam Secretary was at the party, said we saw Morgan go around the girls in the circle, get really close to their faces. He didn't do it to the men. I don't know what he said, but we all thought it was strange and couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Absolutely, there were sexual undertones to it. After the Me Too movement began, the same writer said writers on the show joked with the incident in mind that Morgan would be the next person to be called out. And look at that. He was. He was. Apparently, there was not even a formal HR department at his movie company, Movie Studio Revelations. Not for a while. So they had nowhere to go. Nothing to do. Crazy, isn't it? We'll continue. 924. Morgan Freeman. Um, the North Korea stuff is there. We know it. We have other stuff to get to as well. The NFL. Uh, leave it to MSNBC to have a law professor to talk about the NFL players because we talked about it yesterday briefly. The NFL now is going to basically let um, players either stand on the field. If they don't want to stand, don't kneel. Go to the locker room. All the owners voted for it. But now like the Jets owner said, you know what? If my players go out on the field and kneel, I'll pay the fines for them. Makes you really want to back the NFL, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, how to ruin a business. Starbucks, NFL, NFL, Starbucks, same thing. We'll continue because that's what we do here. Wait to hear what uh, a law professor compared compared the NFL players to. Oh, wow. That's coming up. Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis.
KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 941, thank you for hanging out. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. I did a video earlier because I thought it was funny. I tried to do some Facebook Live during the uh, show during the breaks. So that's that's nice, right? Yes. Um... Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Trumpster pulls out of North Korea. The summit says, uh, you know, you guys, I don't like your language, your tone. Um, we could still meet, though, if you want to change your mind and do the right thing. And I think they're still going to. But he's pulling out. And he said, <clears throat> uh, if you do anything crazy, foolish, reckless, uh, we have a great military that's more enhanced, better enhanced than ever before. And guess what? Japan and South Korea are going to pay for anything that we have to do. So we're good. Keep that in mind, Kim Jong-un. Second thing I think you need to know, there's a meeting going on right now, another one at about 11 o'clock hour time, in the White House where you got a bunch of members of Congress getting briefed, high-level stuff, about the uh, spy that was uh, th- that was in the Trump campaign, the guy that was trying to spy on the Trump campaign, the informant, the sources, everything. Maybe this will, Maybe it'll come out. We don't know. They don't seem to be able to keep anything a secret, right? Third thing I think you need to know, let's do this. We talk about TUSD all day. How about again the other one? Um, apparently, we have become, in just 17 months, just 17 months, we have become the most competitive economy in the world. That's right. We have jumped in front of Singapore and Hong Kong to win the most competitive economy in the world. How cool is that? It was rankings based by the Switzerland-based IMD World Competitiveness Center. Why did we get that? No Obama. You know, that was part of it. They didn't actually say that, but we know it's true. Uh, scoring, and we uh, there, there was different kinds of scoring, right? You name it. The U.S. reclaimed the, fir- the number one spot since 2015. We did well in international investment, domestic economy, scientific infrastructure, subcategories. Okay. Below average marks in public finance and prices. <laughs> well, we got to pay for stuff. We, everything originates here. So leave us alone. Anyway, number one, three things I think you need to know. By the way, when will the media ask Hillary if she regrets having Morgan Freeman narrate her video? <laughs> Which they won't, but if this was a Republican, it would have happened to you that it asked right away. Do you denounce the video? Yes, the whole the video, the speech, the campaign. I denounce it all. Now let's play, uh, can you go back a little bit? Morgan Freeman, this is the craziest thing. I, I've never heard of this. I just, I Googled Morgan Freeman and Trump. This is one of the things that came up. You want Sep- it from the top? September last year? Sure, 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 sure. Apparently Morgan Freeman did a video, um, apparently believing and pushing the fact that uh, there's a there's Russia-Trump collusion. Listen, listen to this, here we go. I swear to God, listen. We have been attacked. We are at war. You're right. Imagine this movie script. A former KGB spy, angry at the collapse of his motherland, oh. plots a course for revenge. But Obama said it Taking wasn't advantage serious. Taking advantage of the chaos, he works his way up through the ranks of a post-Soviet Russia oh, and no. becomes president. Oh. He establishes an authoritarian regime, then he sets his sights on his sworn enemy, mm. the United States. Yes. And like the true KGB spy he is, he secretly uses cyber warfare to attack democracies 
around the world. Like what Obama did with Israel? Using social media to oh. spread propaganda and false information, he convinces people in democratic societies to who distrust. Does, yeah, just hang on, go back a little bit. You know who else uh, spreads false uh, information? The news. Trump called illegal, he called immigrants animals, brown people, animals. Actually, it's not, it's not what he said, but hey, that's, that's cool. That's cool. It's all good. Again, uh, Morgan Freeman's guy, Barack Obama, laughed when Mitt Romney said, Russia is our number one enemy. He said the 1980s called, they want the Cold War back. Let's continue. In democratic societies oh. to distrust their media, yes, their political processes, mm-hmm. even their neighbors, mm. and he wins. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin is their spy, Whoa. and this is no movie script. Oh no! We need our president to speak directly to us and tell us the truth. Oh no! We need him to sit behind the desk in the Oval Office and say. My fellow Americans, during this past election, we came under attack by the Russian government. I've called on Congress and our intelligence community Mm. to use every resource available to conduct a thorough investigation Mm. to determine exactly how this happened. How about, uh, I was spied on. The world is counting on us for leadership. For 241 years, our democracy has been a shining example to the world of what we can all aspire to. Ripe. And we owe it to right. the brave people no. who have fought and okay. died to protect this That's all we need from him. Great- so he buys into the Russia collusion thing and says that, uh, you know, things need to... R- Russia collusion. It's true. Collusion, Russia, collusion, for Perugia, Fallujah, Russia collusion narrative. Uh, he's all in it. He's all in it. And... Um, why wasn't he mad that Hillary, uh, you know, worked a deal to get a big donation to the Clinton Foundation and allow a Russian-owned company, Uranium One, to buy uranium? Why? Nothing. He read her. He narrated her bio. For God's sakes. There's your guy. There's your. Is maybe not your guy. Your guy. He's your guy. Now let's do a. Uh, let, let's talk about another dunce. Jeff Flake. We decided to add, because uh, he's got a two-syllable situation, just Jeff and Flake. So we added a third. Jeff Flake sucks. Right? Jeff Flake decided to give a speech at Harvard. He was asked, I mean, why would Harvard, leftist Harvard, invite a Republican to come speak? Oh, to bash the president. That's right, to bash the president. Yeah, isn't that nice? Uh, yeah, 57. This is part of the speech. That Jay, he just, oh, I'm sorry, 56, 56. Part of the speech that Jeff Flake gave at Harvard. Here we go. Our presidency has been debased by a figure who seemingly has a bottomless appetite for destruction and division mm. and only a passing familiarity with how the Constitution works. Right. And our Article I branch of government, the Congress, that's me, is utterly supine in the visit in the uh, face of the moral vandalism that flows from the white house daily so boring so jeff flake sucks decided to use that time to bash trump he's got a, a sick obsession very unhealthy obsession he's he's out of touch with reality with the good things that happen and he sti- he sticks with this nothing nothing that jeff flake nothing about the whole spying situation right 
but Trump stinks. And nothing about Obama not understanding the Constitution and violating it. No, 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 no. It's Trump. Don't you understand? It's Trump. What a bitter dude. What a bitter... I mean, he does he is he is he really in his own bubble? He doesn't realize how much of a fool he is making of himself. And, and maybe he is, maybe he doesn't. That's why I say I think he's got some mental problems. And I'm not making light of people with mental problems, but I think there's something wrong with Jeff Flake. But it's all right. You want? I'll give you more examples. He was asked to be an interview uh, about this stuff, about his speech on CNN, where again he's trying out for a job. That's why they had him there. He talked to uh, Wolf. Wolf asked him 51 about uh, Robert Mueller. What do you think about Robert Mueller? Here we go. I just know that uh, Mueller is a professional. He's doing things uh, methodically, as he should, and uh, I trust him. I trust him. Okay. 53, asked about the spying and stuff like that. Uh, Here we go. But I've seen no evidence that there is spying on the Trump campaign. No. Uh, It's just uh, simply the FBI following leads on uh, was Russia involved or not. And I think it was appropriate from what I've seen. Mm. <laughs> he hasn't seen anything, though. Of course he's he has chosen it. not to exactly. look at it. There's, there's some mental problems that are there. I mean, even Jim Comey and Jim Clapper have said, oh, yeah, no, it was, it was spying, but we called it human intelligence or blah, 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 blah. I mean, the exact terminology, uh, it's, it's, actually quite, it's actually quite funny. Uh, but they're admitting that this actually happened. They're calling it good spying. Good spying. I, I, I've not acknowledged that it actually happens. Jim Comey's uh, tweet, the FBI's use of confidential human sources, the actual term is tightly regulated and essential to protecting the country. He admitted they did it. Didn't say we didn't. Uh, one more real quick. Uh, why did he say that our president's debasing all this stuff? 54, he explains it. Listen, here we go. 54. Well, I, I think that our, our presidency has been reduced when oh, we yeah. have the president, um, you know, calling for the jailing of uh, defeated political opponents, uh, calling his opponents losers and clowns. Oh, no. Uh, then the presidency has been debased oh, and, or yeah. reduced. That's what it means. Pause and, it. Uh, Pause and for it. Con- but again, uh, the president, uh, Obama, lying about Benghazi when four Americans died and having a guy go into jail. They literally arrested a guy to frame him. For a video, they claim that started Benghazi, and he sent his national security advisor out, Susan Rice, five times, five different shows to lie about it. No, no debasing from Jeff Flake. Uh, Jeff Flake sucks there, right? No, 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 no. Let's continue. And uh, and for Congress, uh, we need to stand up and reclaim our constitutional prerogative. Oh yeah. Whether it's passing immigration reform or authorization no, we don't want for you use to do of that. force, uh, we shouldn't continually say we'll pass what the president wants. Uh, we should pass what we think we should do and ask the president to sign it. He can either sign it or veto it. But we've given in far too much, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that it's time for the Congress to stand up. Oh, yeah. I got one more. Yeah. Yeah. Go away. There's a reason why you announced you're going to quit like seven months ago, because nobody likes you. But keep on trying to get that job at CNN. You're going to need one. He even said he needs a job soon when he was giving a speech to the Harvard people. We'll continue. I got one more coming up. It's KNST. Radio station. 
This is a Fox News alert. Reassurance from the president about a canceled summit on Lisa Brady. President Trump scrapping a June meeting with Kim Jong-un after a North Korean statement insulting Vice President Pence. But he says a summit could still happen. Nobody should be anxious. We have to get it right. For now, though, he calls the cancellation a setback for the world. Fox's John Decker, live at the White House. Speaking at the White House, President Trump warned North Korea that the U.S. military is ready, if necessary, to take action against Pyongyang if it engages in what he called a foolish or reckless act. He also reminded North Korean leader Kim Jong-un what he can gain by coming to the negotiating table. North Korea has the opportunity to end decades of poverty and oppression by following the path of denuclearization and joining the community of nations. In a letter to Kim, President Trump held open the possibility that he and Kim could meet at a later date to discuss the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Lisa? Well, John, House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi says Kim already got global recognition. He's the big winner. And when he got this letter from the president saying, okay, never mind, he must be having a giggle fit. Congressman Adam Schiff, ranking Democrat on the House Intel Committee, blames the president's negotiating strategy, saying it left the U.S. in a weakened position. The president speaking about North Korea just before the scheduled signing of a bill that rolls back some of the Dodd-Frank financial regulations. Regulation is fine, but it's got to be reasonable. And that's what we've done. He says Dodd-Frank dealt a huge blow to community banking. The bipartisan rollback is aimed at easing the stricter federal oversight for small and medium-sized banks. Some Democrats oppose it, though, arguing it's the beginning of a return to risky behavior by big banks that helped fuel the 2008 financial crisis. Wall Street stocks are lower. The Dow's down 93 points. Fox News, fair and balanced.